during it that I was actually surfing. Hey, Dad. Hey there. Hey, you're interrupting a pod. Greetings, humans of Earth, and welcome to Mount Rushmore. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Richard. Aloha. And Michael. Howdy. These guys argue, and that's it. They never agree. The end of the podcast. That's it. That's in the podcast. All <laughs> Good right. night, everybody. Take a <laughs> lap. Hit the showers. It's really going to reduce the uh, our average time. <laughs> Editing is going to be a breeze this week. <laughs> Most you guys. popular episode ever. Um, one thing they do agree on is that this is a fun subject that we've tackled this time around, and this topic is the Mount Rushmore of surf songs. Whose choice was this? Uh, this was my choice. Wh- why? Why? Uh, I I started thinking about how fun surf songs are. Yeah, but they're. They're this weird, very American, yeah, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, built born out of the in the late fifties and into the sixties, and then eventually killed off by Beatlemania. Yeah, um, they're at times really they, they kind of run the gamut of just being kind of fun and poppy and mm-hmm. idealistic, but then they're also kind of dreamy and ethereal and very kind of very mood yeah. music. They're very yeah. mood driven at times, depending on whatever mm-hmm. you're listening to. But, you know, I thought it would be interesting to talk about kind of the, the history of it and go back in time and then see if there's anything that's happening today yeah. with surfing music and songs about awesome. surfing. So cool. Uh, so you chose it. Uh, also, basically I want to see you get into uh, uh, your Batman costume <laughs> oh, <laughs> and do the Batusi with like a pair of a pair of trunks on. So, or surf, right? So, Wasn't there an episode? You where need he, only ask. <laughs> Wasn't there an episode where he surfed? Oh yeah, he won, he, uh, won a surf competition right? against the That's Joker. Right, the Joker was also competing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, come on. Uh, obviously, sur- surfing in its locale on the beach. You know, gals in bikinis. Everything around it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And beautiful young women and extravagant young men doing this incredible sport. And the music about it is so, so evocative, kind of selling something that most of America and the world can't do. I, I do like also that almost immediately, there just the number of like terrible surf songs yeah. came out as well. Like someone had to, you know, uh, jump in in that market. And then you hear a song like... Uh, surf route 101 and it just sounds like people that have never surfed writing songs about surfing yeah it it fits all of like the the right yeah fits all the pegs okay it's got the sand Mm -hmm. it's got the beach it's got talking about the freeway that gets you to the beach okay there you go song's done yeah next one yeah as as a genre even more rudimentary than the car song or blues song (laughs) there's much less topic to cover there it's also surf surf as you know, if you get analytically into um, the the idea of what surf songs represent, they're really kind of the American dream or the dream of Western expansion. And this idea that we can, in Kansas, where I grew up and heard surf music, it was a story about the beach and the sun and the West and something that was so evocative of being at a place where it's an endless summer mm-hmm. and the people are beautiful and the days that you spent there are much more sweet and 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 poignant than the days you're going to spend in Minnesota in frozen, frozen tundra. It's true. But anyways, listening, not listening, listening to this in California, suckers. Yeah, suckers. That's you are. Yeah, that's what, uh, we, that's what we do. We surf, we surf to work. Yep. Uh, you know, we ride that wave. Maybe there's an earthquake that happens and a gang shooting, and then you you Just surf. surf. Yeah. Just surf. Just hang ten, dude. Yeah. 
So, uh, Michael, you chose it. So, Richard, go ahead and tell us about whatever John Zorn surf song you're going <laughs> to well, he, he does have some surf songs. Or when Roddy Roddy Piper wrote a surf song. Right. <laughs> Don Morocco. Um, my first choice is Skeet Surfing. Oh, fun. From the movie Top Secret. <laughs> That's awesome. Perhaps the greatest parody song ever. Nick Rivers. Nick Rivers. Sung, actually, by Val Kilmer. I don't, I don't know this one. Can we hear a little bit of it? Sure, sure. absolutely. <laughs> Here we go. Skeet surfing. Skeet surfing. If everybody had a 12 gauge and a surfboard too, you see them shooting and surfing. Could be the Malibu. Because it's totally vision. Riding ways to blast their visions. And it's so neat shooting ski while you're riding on the heavies all day. First wave, shooting the tires, second wave. It's pretty great. It's That's fun. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's almost as easy to make a good surf song as a parody surf song. It's like the <laughs> they're really not that much different. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell the difference at some point, but um, basically the whole idea for that song came when I think the Zucker brothers were doing some uh, promotional tour for something and they somehow got the idea of skeet surfing because they were just trying to like say the most ridiculous things to interviewers sure. yeah. to yeah. see what they would say. <laughs> and I think at some point they actually started talking about, oh, it's one of our hobbies was skeet surfing. So they decided just to kind of incorporate that into the movie, which is supposed to be about Nick Rivers, who is a... Uh, uh, kind of a 60s, like Fabian sort of teen idol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next, you know, Elvis, who is recruited to become a, a spy. And that's one of his biggest hit songs. And in fact, I think I think in that clip, they actually show like a fake billboard countdown. And like he has the first top four songs and they're all some, <laughs> somehow about skeet shooting on some level. That's great. And uh, yeah, it's I remember seeing that movie. I think that was the first that might have been the first uh, Zucker Abrams Zucker movie that I actually saw. Uh huh. Because that came out probably like 84, 85, maybe something like that. So I was probably the first one that 84. I was. Yeah, that I was. I would have been eight. So I was probably the first one I was allowed to actually see. Because <laughs> I think it was a little bit less racy probably than Airplane. Mm-hmm. So I remember being allowed to see that. And it was just like, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> this is so stupid. And that song was like one of the. It may be the first. It may even be the first thing that you see in the movie. It's certainly one of the first mm-hmm. things in the movie. And it just kind of sets the tone for exactly what you're going to be getting out of the movie. This very pastiche right. sort of parody of spy movies and surf movies, <laughs> kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the Frankie and Annette sort of movie. And it just does an incredible job of setting the tone while also, like you said, sounding like a credible kind of yeah. beach song like it's other than the lyrics it's yeah wouldn't be out of place on a jan and dean album yeah so i i, I just think it's a fantastic song the the song also included some legitimate songs it was like are you lonesome tonight and tutti frutti so there were some real songs yeah they're satire songs exactly they kind of created this thing that could live inside the world of some of not, real not the, songs yeah tutti frutti is, is no less ridiculous than skeet surfing <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the things i was going to mention some of these real songs you know yeah, you know, Charlie Brown or something. Yeah. Some of those other, you know, semi novelty songs from the late fifties, early sixties. Uh-huh. I mean, skeet surfing isn't that much more ridiculous yeah. than any of those. Yeah. Well, Richard's leading off with something that's kind of a satire of the actual genre. And I, I think we might have established that the 
things that make fun of it and things that are it are kind of about on the same level. Oh, I think they're, yeah, (laughs) they they go hand in hand, definitely. What's your choice, Michael? Well, it's, my first choice is uh, Surfing USA by the Beach Boys, which seems like skeet shooting sounds almost exactly like Surfing USA, you know, save for the lyrics. Right. Yeah. When, when that, when that came in, the first couple of chords sounded like uh, a Brian Wilson joint. Yeah. Um, but uh, Surfing USA. is I think something that what you kind of spoke to earlier, Jeff, where it's kind of like this round, you know, it's kind of this tour of all of the great surf spots that you can go to yeah. in along the California coast mm-hmm. and in Hawaii. And for some reason, Australia, they, <laughs> they mentioned a city uh-huh. in Australia and it's like, it's surfing USA guys. You couldn't have, yeah. you couldn't have just finagled the lyrics to yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. You had to take it a little bit further. Yeah. But I, I liked I love this song, and I think it was just one of those ones that made you, you could imagine you were there. Mm-hmm. You could imagine you were at any one of these beaches, be it Hermosa or Rincon mm-hmm. or Manhattan, and that you are, that this is as much a part of the USA as, you know, Schenectady yeah. or yeah. something, yeah. that this is USA. And I don't know how much, you know, that Hawaii became a state not too long before people started having these luau's uh-huh. and these kind of uh, Hawaiian parties and everyone was eating poi back in the 60s <laughs> and like and like the surf culture kind of kind of came along with it although yeah. it, it didn't really happen with Alaska I guess no you no no surf Alaska <laughs> there's there's no like great Alaskan music scene that came along and uh-huh. and was adopted by the yeah. mainland I think that's what's interesting about that is we the first song we chose was kind of a satire Written by the Zucker Brothers, so I, I don't know where they came from, but I I, I don't know Alaska. If, I don't know if they were surfing, but Brian Wilson wasn't surfing either. Here's this, you know, Dennis yeah. was the surfer. He was the only the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then then how did he die? Drowned. For him? Oh yeah, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and also the um, horrible effects of drugs. I think would well, conspire to yeah. It yeah. did not help. But Charles Manson ate him. Charles Manson. That's not what happened. Yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. Also, the song um, eventually had to give Chuck Berry a, a co-credit on it. Oh, really? Because it sounded... Sweet Little Sixteen? Too, like Sweet Little Sixteen. Wow. Or just sort of... Because Chuck Berry really only wrote about two songs and just recycled them <laughs> yeah. over and over himself. It's kind of like the Bo Diddley thing. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, they, they eventually had to give uh, partial songwriting credit to Chuck mm-hmm. Berry on this. Mm-hmm. That was definitely one thing that I found in listening to a bunch of surf music over the last couple of weeks and... Um, kind of doing some reading like everyone covered everyone else's surf music especially a lot of the instrumental stuff whether it was like um the ventures or someone else like there was a whole lot of like oh yeah here's a here's surfing usa by the beach boys and here's surfing usa by another band and like everyone just kind of did everyone else's Mm -hmm. music and you could see how all of the similarities like it all kind of sounds familiar, at least at least the kind of more poppy, quote rock uh-huh. and roll type yeah. surf music does. It did seem. I wonder if that was the first uh, 
variant of rock and roll because Chuck Berry, the Beach Boys were on the Tammy show with Chuck Berry and it, he had just basically, rock and roll had just been invented. And so surf rock might have just been the first, uh, maybe outside of garage rock or something, been the first offshoot of this that thing. Was so that so specific. Yeah. Right. Was, yeah. Um, looking at the lyrics for the <laughs> Surf in USA, it is funny because this might be... Uh, uh, this might be one of those examples of a song where the guy is literally just sitting there name dropping everything he sees. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, Harachi sandals too. You see him wearing their baggies, bushy, bushy blonde hairdo, surfing USA. Just like it's like a list, like a laundry list of of things that you would see. Waxing yeah. your surfboards. <laughs> it's the we didn't start the fire of yeah. <laughs> totally. the surf movement. Of surf movement. Totally is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking right now on uh, Wikipedia and apparently... Um, Brian Wilson just kind of told his producer he wanted to do a song about surfing in different cities. So, hey, get me a list of different places where they surf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he just sort of inserted (laughs) it into Sweet Little 16. Yeah. Am I right that, okay, yeah, Tony Asher um, wrote some of these surf songs. I don't know if these are the lyrics. I mean, he wrote the lyrics to some of these. I know he wrote later Beach Boys songs, but I don't know if there's the surf ones. Oh, yeah. Mike Love did help help write this one. So, yeah. uh, You know, two things that Beach Boys sang about cars and surfing and Brian Wilson didn't really know that much about either one. So, um, okay. So, who's up next? My, my next one. Catch a wave, dude. Well, hang ten. ten. I'll <laughs> rip. Uh, my next one is the song Surfenberg. Oh, oh by sure. The Trashman. Yeah. <laughs> when everybody's heard about the bird. I almost, I almost picked this one. Such a fun song. Yeah. Um, again, um, as mentioned in previous episodes, big Ramones fan. So mm-hmm. I think I know it as much from the Ramones cover version mm-hmm. as I do from the original Trashman version. Yeah. Even though they both sound pretty much goddamn identical. Mm-hmm. Does the uh, the Cramps version of the song sound pretty much the same too? No, because it's got that weird cramp sort of cramp sort of like like a bit more reverb. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it sounds like it was recorded in a tin can a little bit. <laughs> Those first few uh, Cramps albums, but uh, I did not realize that this was actually a combination of two separate songs. Uh-huh. That it was like sort of welded together by the same band, the Rivingtons. One was Papa Oom Mau Mau, the other's The Bird Is the Word. And the guys in the Trashman actually didn't know either of those songs were done by this one band. They had heard a separate band, getting to your point, uh-huh. doing Papa Oom Mau Mau. Thought, oh, that sounds like a good song. We should do that. And then when they were getting ready to play it, realized you could latch on The Bird is the Word, mm-hmm. which was the Rivington's follow-up to Papa Oom Mau Mau, and realized they could just latch that on to Papa Oom uh, Mau Mau, like kind of in people, the middle of the people song. People are getting bored of uh, these this bird lyric. What do we got? <laughs> Papa Oom Mau Mau. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and so they just sort of combined the two into one song, not knowing that the two songs were done by the same band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a stupid song. It's definitely a very obnoxious, yeah. Uh, but very catchy. I mean, it's that obnoxious and catchy. Uh, you don't have to be. You you know the lyrics. Yeah, we've I, said we've said them already. It's it's the bird is the word, and then pop. Nothing. And they mean nothing. It has nothing to do with surfing per se. No, I was I was looking at the lyrics. Not that I needed to. And, <laughs> yeah, I was say. and it was like, what's it? Why is it even called? Surfing bird. I don't yeah. know. It's fun. Okay. It's played on the beach. Fine. Why, right. is, Nailed why, it. Is, why is tequila called tequila? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What does that have to do with tequila? Say that the drummer ad libbed Surfing Bird. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Even better. Yeah. Well, what's funny is it's also recorded by a band in Minneapolis. So I don't know how much surfing 
they were doing on the Lake of the Isles. Surf, <laughs> surf the, the, surf the, the <laughs> Lake Mississippi River. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's I, I don't like Family Guy uh-huh. per se. Hey, me neither, brother. I've All had right. so many people quoting Family Guy we, to if me. If we could do a triple high five. <laughs> this is, it's, let's this try is, it. This is the high, this is the anti uh, Family, Family Guy, Guy podcast of yeah. record. Yes. Although I will I say, care. there is one one episode where he, Peter, hears, gets a record of the song and gets obsessed with it mm-hmm. and just spends the rest of the episode like, um, sort of baiting people into saying something that will allow him to start singing the song. <laughs> and I did appreciate that because it is such a catchy, infectious, and yeah. stupid song that when it does come on, you feel almost obligated mm-hmm. to kind of... It will. That song will play at my funeral as I'm being lowered into... So, <laughs> like, I had just a really touching eulogy, and then uh, I, I hoped to outlive my wife, and she's sitting there crying, and then and there's everybody starts crying. Why? It's so tasteless. Friend, so if you need me there to do that, I will be there to <laughs> Thank sing. Thank you, that. Richard. You're winning so far. <laughs> I mean, if you need to, if you need to know how obnoxious a song this is, like, it was covered by Pee Wee Herman in Back to the Beach, <laughs> right? <laughs> and like, well, there you go. Yeah, he is. He is at the apex of like tequila. How can we make this Again. the most obnoxious thing? Throw some peewee on top Again. of that. <laughs> tequila, <laughs> surfing bird. Uh, my second choice is uh, the instrumental song "Pipeline" by the Ventures, or also by the Shantes, or just about everyone. Right. They all recorded this song. Uh, this is one of those really classic um, surf songs where there's like an intro like with this rolling bass that kind of kind of it sounds like it you feel like you're dropping into a a big pipeline while you're yeah. surfing yeah uh, well actually a lot of people don't know this song was written about the Alaskan pipeline so you were saying <laughs> well, there we earlier, go Alaska there's your Alaska there you go surf it down yes. <laughs> The first instrumental we've we've discussed, right? Yeah, and I've, I found that, that there's a, a ton of songs that are about surfing that are very literal and about, you know, getting your surfboard and jumping on the waves. And then there was just a whole kind of dreamy instrumental side of that dominated the other kind of half of surf rock, which was kind of just setting the mood and yeah. just like just music that you just hang out to mm-hmm. and surf to yeah and it feels kind of like listen i've never surfed a day in my life but i it's this is what i think of when i think of surfing whether it's something like this or some of the other very classic mm-hmm. you know kind of instrumental surf songs like uh, uh walk Mar- don't run yeah like that uh-huh. also by the ventures mm-hmm. um or uh miser lou or Let it Sur- be. surf rider like yeah they're very all you know anything by dick dale basically yeah, that's, yeah. That's all about the instruments. That's mm-hmm. all about letting that musicianship kind of tell the story. Yeah. And sometimes they're kind of haunting. And this is, I think, one of those. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that. Yeah. That's a that's a really neat choice to go with something that's an instrumental and something that in which the lyrics aren't just name checking the aspects of the cultural trend of surfing, but the music is pulling you into the story as a participant and letting you know what it's 
a little bit of the dangerous side of the sport right. and, and how exotic it is. And, and that's probably exactly what it was to most of people in America is this exotic thing that was an import from Polynesia, Hawaii, that felt mm-hmm. very foreign to people. And many of the best practitioners were people from Hawaii or p- people from different cultures. So that's probably how it felt to a lot of people. And Dick Dale, I think, incorporated, I think he was part French and then part... Lebanon. He's Lebanese. Lebanese. Part, okay. part Lebanese. Okay. Um, but introducing um, other per- cultures and other rhythms and thing in, into something like surf music that was mostly inspired by the four-bar blues and Chuck Berry. And well, stuff. I find this interest, choice interesting and, and any of the instrumental ones interesting. Because this, I think, is in comparison. You had a Beach Boys song earlier. And I know, I remember reading that a lot of the actual surfers didn't like the Beach Boys. Like they thought of the Beach Boys as being like, a little too manufactured mm-hmm. kind oh. of like pop and mm-hmm. not actually like surfing yeah. beach music. But then something like this, I, I picture like the movies like Endless Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could just picture that. I'm almost positive this was one of the songs they used in the uh, in the surfing montages during in, on, on Endless Summer. Mm-hmm. This feels like an actual surfing song versus a song about surfing. It feels like people capturing the music of surfing at like as they're 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 in nature seeing people surfing and that's what how they interpret it rather than you know yeah singing about their woody excuse me <laughs> oh god i gotta take a break and during this break i'm gonna tell you how awesome uh you are as our mount rushmore podcast listener we appreciate you we love you and we want you to love us back by going to Facebook and joining the community on Facebook and tell us what you want. We're just guessing when we go out and try to identify a topic that we think you'll listen to and we'd love to hear from you by suggesting a topic and get me out of here, Michael and Richard are crazy, by making this podcast successful so I can leave. And go to uh, Mount Rushmore Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and join those dialogues and suggest cool things for us to talk about and let us know your opinions on what surf music you like. Guys, we're back. I just had a moment where I was talking to our listeners. I wasn't paying attention. That's right. We were okay. uh, we were catching a wave. Like you're surfing you're the internet. On top of the world. <laughs> we're surfing the internet. I was <laughs> hanging nine or ten. I couldn't tell. Somewhere between nine, <laughs> somewhere ten. Right After now. that factory accident, <laughs> I'm hanging three. Richard. Oh, Richard, you're next. I am next. And uh, my next choice is the song Having an Average Weekend by the band Shadowy Men on Shadowy Planet. That's what that was called? Yeah, otherwise known as the Kids in the Hall theme. Wow, okay. So kind of getting into something a little bit more modern. And by modern, I mean 1989, Mm -hmm. because that's about as modern as our music tastes get on this podcast. Yeah. I didn't know what the name of that uh, that song was, but it's the Kids in the Hall theme is... One of my favorites. Yeah, and I have this. I remember having this, this album. This and is I the remember, theme song to the state. Oh, really? I don't even. I can't even think of the same theme song to the state. It's called Action. By oh, is it Chris Wedren? Yeah. Huh. Okay. We'll try to find it later All when right. we're off air, and I can stop talking now. <laughs> that sounds good. I I actually remember. I actually saw them perform with Dick Dale huh. at uh, the Santa Monica Pier. This would have been when the whole surf. Remember that? Remember that? Remember when surf music was kind of a thing? Making a comeback because it was after Cocktail Nation imploded. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. In the, the, the embers of Cocktail Nation. <laughs> yeah. Was it and like we, we needed something retro to dance uh, to? Was yeah. it like the post Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction 
Yeah. And Dick Dale became hot again for because of, you know, how many how many bands have given their their later years royalties that big thank you to Quentin Tarantino for reviving them out of the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I think it was exactly around there. So Dick Dale was headlining one of those free concerts they do at the Santa Monica Pier and they were opening uh, for for them. Um, It's interesting to me, they actually released a song once called We're Not a Fucking Surf Band. (laughs) (laughs) But then their greatest hits, the box set was called Oh, I Guess We're a Fucking Surf Band After All. (laughs) So they kind of I, th- I think there was a little bit of an internal struggle about whether or not to identify themselves yeah. as a surf band necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are Canadian. I don't know much about the Canadian surf scene. Oh, British Columbia is like... Oh, is it? No, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, the, okay. Off Newfoundland. Yeah. St. John's Bay. A lot of <laughs> surfing going on there. But they are, they've been called the uh, the greatest Canadian instrumental band of all time, which feels like a little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> A participation Faint prize, praise. yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless Rush is doing instrumental songs. Uh-huh. So YYZ. What was the band when we did our Russia episode that did kind of surf? Oh, the uh, Red Elvises. Red Elvises. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're sort of in that vibe, but they also had the Balky, whatever his name was. Yeah. Yuri. Singing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the elements of surf crossover into like rockabilly and... Yeah, that's sort of what, if you listen to the rest of their uh, catalog... Uh-huh. It really does kind of blend that sort of rockabilly surf music yeah. genre. And you mentioned the Cramps. Mm-hmm. That's another band that sort of did some surf covers and things like that, but also were very into that sort of rockabilly, but also kind of the more punk yeah. side, the darker side. There was a band called Deadbolt that was big around this in that the kind of like underground surf rockabilly music movement of the nineties mm-hmm. that kind of crampsy and i guess in a lot of ways <laughs> so there was a lot of that kind of i guess interplay between the two which is interesting because i certainly don't think there was a lot of interplay in the actual 60s between rockabilly or rockers and surfers yeah seems like they would be about as diametrically opposed yeah. as they possibly could be i, I think of the argument in, in american graffiti uh, bob falfa is uh driving Mackenzie Phillips around in his car and she puts on some surf rock and he says that's you know, it's ruined it's ruined radio or is he right. it, yeah he hates surf rock cuz yeah. it's not rocked him yeah exactly but then you fast forward to the 90s when you know all genres of retro get kind of thrown together into a giant blender and let's see what comes out yeah you wind up with these bands that are mixing kind of spooky rockabilly mm-hmm. with surf rock and and god knows what else yeah. and so this they're, they're musically, they kind of span that sort of bridge. There's also a lot of that, almost like that kind of Esquivel sort of space mm-hmm. rock yeah. sort of elements to it. I don't know if you guys remember Man or Astro Man. Yeah. The name's familiar. Yeah, they're another one that kind of was surf rock, but also instead of rockabilly, it was more kind of that space rock sort of genre. They figured, I fi- they sound like they were on like the third stage at Lollapalooza every year. Yeah, they were in that sort of like uh, the butthole surfers probably off to the side stage somewhere. Yeah, yeah. or they had a track on Clueless. Like they were a soundtrack band. Where they, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Real Big Fish. So they're, they're like, the, you know, yeah, third stage at Lollapalooza, you have a ska band. Yeah. You'd have a surf rock band. <laughs> and then maybe you'd have like... A guy shooting cannonballs into his chest yes exactly i was just gonna say somebody <laughs> lifting bowling balls with their penis <laughs> yeah all right michael uh my next song is also a newer song and um my third po- choice is uh 
a song called Let's Go Surfing uh, by the band The Drums. And huh. I know I talked about them earlier this year for the best concerts I've been to. Oh, is that the Nokia band? Where no, no. felt like a this, Nokia concert. Which, no, one were, which one were they? That was Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, who was the drums? Re- refresh my memory. And for those people who have not uh, listened to our archive, which you should. Yeah, go back. Best Concerts was a great great good uh, episode. Yeah. Good episode. Uh, it was all good stuff. <laughs> it wasn't like worst concerts I've been to. Uh, uh, the drums are a band fronted by a gentleman named Jonathan Price, and he was very Morrissey-like. Jonathan Price? Like like the, the actor in Something Broadway we did this week. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Saigon. Uh, uh, Jonathan, sorry, Jonathan Pierce. Okay. Also from Miss Saigon. <laughs> uh, no, he's a uh, very, uh, he had a very Morrissey like stage presence and the people reacted to I'm him. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just had to shit. No, on he was, Morrissey. Were you just <laughs> doing, sorry. I thought that was the lyrics to a Morrissey song. Uh, the fan response to him is, was incredible. I think is part of the reason why uh, I brought it up. But he, at the end of the show, uh, the encore was a song called Let's Go Surfing. And it's this very uh, quick-tempoed, uh, very poppy, very uh, hope-filled, enthusiastic song where the main lyrics in like, the chorus is, uh, uh, Oh Mama, I Want to Go Surfing. And we'll play a bit of it. And uh, what I found, like, I love this song and I love this band because of this song. But what I found interesting was an interview that I read with uh, the guitarist and him uh, on NME. And this song came out in 2010. And they said that they wrote it in direct response to uh, Barack Obama being elected president. Where what? all of a sudden they felt this, this like, big wave of... Uh, hopefulness for the Hawaiian-born surfing <laughs> president. <laughs> I that's funny. I I never associated that because he's Hawaiian-born, but uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. But it was just like this this feeling of okay, things are going to be good, uh, and things are going to be better now. And yeah. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be up, and I'm excited for what's whatever's happening the next in the next day. Yeah, and this next day, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's, cool. that's that is interesting because it seemed like surf music as having emerged in the early the first half of the 1960s when we feel like there was a, a morning in America this new dawn where people like uh, Kennedy were giving us op- this optimism about this post war world where uh, there was plenty of stuff for everybody and all this opportunity and 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 America seemed like it and the reason why surfing even happened because you had servicemen coming home from these exotic locales where they'd seen all this exotic things. And so, yeah, that's, that's interesting to see it tied to the, to realize how optimistic this music is. And I had no idea. And here's, here's the quote he said, he said, the whole country had suffered eight years of feeling like we were in prison or something. And then Obama came through and it was impossible not to get swept up in the whole nation. And that's when we wrote, let's go surfing. If you listen to the second verse, it's very clearly about Obama being brought into the white house and how things might change. And going back, I'd like dismiss the lyrics because I, figured it was a song completely about yeah. surfing completely about uh like a just an excitement and a feeling and not knowing that it was a little bit more literal uh-huh. and then i guess that ties it back into all these other surf songs being wow. totally literal wow um but yeah it was it it was very delightful finding out 
what it was actually about mm-hmm. uh, when I thought it was about something else. Wow. Huh. Good comment, Richard. That's all I got to say about that, huh? Hmm. All right, uh, Richard, what's your last choice? Uh, my last choice is Wipeout. Oh, also my last one. I believe the song that almost every person who does not play the drums attempts to play the drums yeah. if you ever give them a set of drumsticks and goes and put them down behind a set of drums. And they try to try to drill this out. And invariably get about two beats into it and <laughs> fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, was actually, the song was actually a sped up version of the drum cadence from the marching band of the uh, drummer hmm. that he was, he, he, I think they were high school students. Um, I was actually, when I was a newspaper reporter back in the 90s, I went to some school event at some high school, like, hey, don't do drugs, kids, sort of thing. And there were the uh, there were the safaris. They're playing Wipeout. Allegedly. I <laughs> You don't I, believe it? Look, there's like 20 versions of the platters that are around yeah. the country performing. Yeah. And, and I don't want to say these guys weren't the safaris, mm-hmm. but I just want to say if they were, they they had let their musicianship slide just a little <laughs> bit since the sixties. So it's possible it was like was the drum solo played on a Casio? Well, one of them had a recorder. Oh shit! Green sleeves. They were doing green sleeves, but it was it was fine. It, I mean, it didn't sound like a band that had been doing this one their one song for forty years, and mm-hmm. they you would assume have it down to a science. So I'm sure it's probably like the bass player or something, and then a bunch of his friends, and maybe somebody who played in the 70s with the band. Who knows? But it was just weird. Like, hey, don't do drugs, kids, and we're gonna have a fair, and we're gonna have <laughs> guys, and here's the safaris. It's like 1997 or something. It's like high school kids don't give a shit about the surf band from mm-hmm. like 1961. It was so bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, that's this is a song that just sort of. It scream. It screams, screams surfing. Yes, and it screams this time period. It's, it with from the like the silly added on like laughter wipeout thing to lead it off. Right. Uh, right. And the th- entire thing is just one big drum solo. Yeah. Then there's a few power chords thrown in. Just yeah. For good measure. And then and then uh, and then a a, a, a wangly kind of <laughs> kind of guitar solo. It's got a lot of drums, a lot of wangles. Yep. Ten uh, percent power chords, and then. Uh, and lock it down in a, in a, in a, in a laughing scream. <laughs> and then one guy, saying, one guy saying wipe out, making sure that, yes, it's forever a surf song. Uh-huh. This is a song I can almost guarantee you is in a karaoke book somewhere. <laughs> right? That is so 100%, funny. 100%. 100%. I accidentally, I went to do karaoke and accidentally got uh, somebody plugged in the wrong number. Somebody, the, the karaoke guy plugged in the wrong numbers or I wrote them down incorrectly and they played Pomp and Circumstance, the... You know the the graduation thing. So they expect you just to march down just to, and just get a to diploma, read names alphabetically, or something like that. A friend of mine one time uh, called me to let me know that he was at a karaoke place and he had just sunk tequila. Oh, nice! And I was like, "No, you just drank tequila. <laughs> you just drank a lot out. of tequila." Hang up the phone now. It's one thirty in the morning. But I don't. I it, it's just wipe out. You know, it's, it's just, it's just it, it's, there's no song that you that is more used in commercials and yeah. Disney TV shows yeah. when they want to have a montage of people yeah. uh, crashing while they're surfing. Yeah, or a Swiffer going across the screen and 
picking up wiping all up the dirt and dirt. wiping out dirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. And as much as like Surfing Bird is like the most obnoxious surf song, yeah, this one is like the okay, I got it. I I don't I don't hate it anytime I hear it. It it doesn't it doesn't like stick a needle in anywhere right. and annoy you. It's just like this is the this is the song. This is the surfing song. Really, the best part of it's really after the first ten or fifteen seconds. There's it's not getting any better. <laughs> it's not actually getting any worse. It's just I've heard all I need to hear out of this. You you've shot your wad song. <laughs> this is this is all you bring into the table. There's no bridge. Do, do, Something's do, happening. Do you remember the Joe Piscopo comedy album? Or he was, oh yes, of course. Yeah. What? So Joe Piscopo, the hilarious Joe Piscopo, had a comedy album in Hollywood's Joe Piscopo. Hollywood's Joe Piscopo, steroids Joe Piscopo, where he had the comedy album. He was kind of riffing on um, um, Albert Brooks' comedy minus one, and Joe Piscopo did music minus one, and he did all these things. He did some songs minus the drums. And he did Wipeout minus the, minus the drums. <laughs> and that was pretty funny. That sounds like the funniest thing Joe Pescobo ever did. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so this has been a fun romp. Uh, we've hung 10 through the genre of surf music. And I think we've come to... What have we learned, guys? That in order to be a surf band, like the main progenitors of the Beach Boys, you don't actually have to surf. Yeah. I mean, real surfers who make music are like Jack Johnson. Yeah. And fuck that shit. And fuck that shit. Um, And unlike, say, something like the blues, where it seems like you kind of have to have legit cred, surfing um, songs can be done by just about anybody. Um, One of my favorite is a song, kind of a surfing song in name only, and it's by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks, and that's uh, Surf's Up. Surf's Up. And um, it was really kind of an elegy to the end of their uh, their dabbling in the surf music genre and kind of bemoaned the fact that they were stuck with the label of a surf band. The Beach Boys, toward the latter part of their early career, were kind of laughed at for their striped shirts and their whole surf thing when the rest of music had really gone on to psychedelic rock or uh, edgier rock and the British Invasion had happened. And these guys who were managed by their domineering father seemed to be trapped in time. But Van Dykes wrote these lyrics that started and had the chorus of Surf's Up, but was really about them kind of being um, uh, disassociated with that genre. But uh, musicologists called that song the soul of smile and the sum total of its creator's most profound artistic visions. I mean, think of somebody like Brian Wilson, who was... Uh, an incredible musical genius and created such kind of uh, oral tapestries that were evocative of this cool thing that was, I think, the best aspect of surf music was it told the story of Southern California and the West and gave that promise um, to people all over the world. I would just like to... to, uh, Tell me I'm a fucking blowhard motherfucker. Well, I'd like to do that, but now that you've already uh, jumped in on that one, to, to, to sort of back you up on this, if anyone gets a chance, and I'll try, I'll try to link to this on the on the show notes, um, there was a CBS TV special in the late '60s. Was that Leonard Bernstein? The Leonard Bernstein yeah. on on rock music, and one of the segments is they interview Brian Wilson at his home in Malibu or wherever mm-hmm. he was, and playing and singing this a sort of pre Smiley Smile yeah. Smile Sessions 
version of Surf's Up. Um, and if you get a chance, I mean, it's, and this one's just him and the piano, and it's just stripped down, and it's just an absolutely gorgeous song. And at the yeah. same time, you can almost sort of tell the tension with Brian Wilson sort of singing the song, mm-hmm. and it's it's clear, even though he didn't write the lyrics necessarily, that it means because a lot of him and Van Dyke Parks they would talk about sort of what he was going on with his life, and then mm-hmm. Van Dyke Parks' job was sort of to translate it. And you could just see the emotion yeah. in Brian Wilson as he's singing this. I also urge you to watch this because the first 10 minutes is literally Leonard Bernstein at a piano with a tape recorder playing popular songs from the 60s and explaining how much he likes them, oftentimes singing along to them. As Len- And if you just picture Leonard Bernstein, <laughs> good day, sunshine, ba 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 It's fantastic. Please do yourself a favor if you like music swatch probably on youtube it's on youtube 100% on youtube yeah so uh, that's one of one of my favorites and it has the kind of melancholy of the wave that is crested and gone out forever (laughs) as the sun sets and it's cold and you got to go back to school now there's just a lot of like uh trash in the bay (laughs) flotsam jetsam razor blades flotsam jetsam that's that's a good band by the way yeah so uh this has been a fun i always say that has it so uh, we've surfed through the topic of surf music and we've talked about some things that embody and uh, exemplify the genre and some things that kind of comment on the genre. But we've kind of discovered that even when it's phony, it's kind of real because the uh, surfing music genre had its kind of legitimate uh, purveyors and its phony purveyors and they were all enjoyed just as fun songs uh, regardless. So so uh, I'm, we're gonna hang ten. We're gonna get five toes on each board. Um, we're gonna, but we're gonna, we're gonna, um, we're gonna give five points to uh, Michael Winfield for his legit choice of Surfing USA, and then I want to give five points to Michael for his the drums. Let's go surfing and the discovery that he made. And hats off to learning when you find out that songs that you choose or and enjoy are deeper than they thought. So. Five points, Michael, for that. And then, uh, Richard, I really thought it was fun uh, that you chose Nick Rivers Skeet Surfing from Top Secret. And I really enjoyed that you uh, kind of analyzed Wipeout more than I've heard it analyzed in a while. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go hang 10. There's some girls with bushy, bushy bun hairdos (laughs) that are out. I got my baggies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My Hirachi sandals, too. And we'll see you at the beach. This has been uh, the Mount Rushmore. I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. (laughs) Wipe out.